0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Welcome to the Essentials Program here in Eshet Torah, in the old city of Jerusalem. Practical spirituality. Right now we are counting the Omer. The counting of the Omer is a count of to forty nine, which is 7-7. 7 times 7 is 49. We're in the first day of the third week of the count, which is Tiferous Shabbat. I'm sorry, Chesed Sheba Teferis, which is the first within the third week. So it's uh, day 15 of the count of the Omer. And what we're doing ultimately is we're completing our attributes. Uh, most people have no clue how to do this, so they just kind of do random stuff during these 49 days. But, there, but there's very specific growth for us. Um, this whole week is in the media of Teferis. The meat of Teferis is your ability to balance so, for example, uh, life. What are you balancing? You're balancing flow versus structure. So, I, I wouldn't say I did a lot of good balance because I'm starting late today, and uh, you know, and even when I came in, I was trying to help a family, and, and like, you know, I'm a little out of sorts. So, I'm, I'm I fell from this attribute of, of balance, and I'm coming back to it. Today is uh, this week is all about the balance between flow and structure. This course, for example, has structure, hour by hour, it's a different teacher. It's got a classroom, there's walls, ceiling floors, there's chairs and tables. There's a structure to this environment, but at the same time, it's a learning experience and for learning to be, uh, you know, I mean, there's, when you're studying math, so it stays structure, but when you're studying spirituality, it's going to have a lot of flow to it. There's going to be a lot of flow, but there's a tremendous amount of structure going on here. For this flow to take place, this cup is handling structure for the water. The water is doing the flow thing, and between them, it should be a balance. For me, this is not a balance because I'm quite thirsty, and this cup's way too small. So I'll probably have a few cups, but would have been would have been a perfect balance for me. Would have probably been more like a 12 ounce cup instead of a whatever this is, five ounce cup. Now, what we're discussing specifically today. Is your physical well-being? Physical well-being has to do with immune system, uh, your ideal body weight, your um, coordination, which includes balance and and uh, and uh, coordination. Coord- Sorry, did I say coordination? Uh, yeah, coordination includes balance and um, flexibility. Meaning, somebody who's well balanced but not very flexible isn't going to be able to handle, uh, you know. Unpredicted undulations in, the, in their steps, in their walk, or running, or whatever they're doing. So you need both balance and flexibility to be a coordinated person. So all of these things are included in this. Also your immune system. Your immune system is also a very important part of, uh, of your physical well-being. Now what we're going to do is run these... these <coughs> um, we're going to run physical well-being through all the different attributes. We're going to run physical well-being through the attributes. So, starting with the attributes, the first attribute of all the attributes is desire, and that is to desire physical well-being. So, i to take a moment and just think about think about your life, think about your your coordination, your immune system, your body weight, your um, um, you know just everything about your physical organism. You got a physical organism that's housing your soul. So everyone just take take a quick inventory and ask yourself what you want. What do you really want? What would be ideal for you? So everyone take a moment and think about what you want. You know what you got. You also may even be able to project where you're going at your current, you know, whatever you're doing right now. If you're not doing exercise and you're not working on flexibility and you're not working on your food intake and stuff like that. So then you know where it's going too. So we're doing a bit of an inventory right now. And what we want to get clear though, is what we want because nothing happens before you want it. Wanting desire is the source of all, all of life. Everything begins with desire. You know, you can't have a bridge until people desire to get somewhere to the other side quicker. You know, rather than going around or taking a ferry boat or whatever it takes, you know, to build a bridge requires desire and great desire. We have a table for two right here. So your waiter will be right with you. So desire is the source of all things. This building is built out of desire. Everything, everything. The table you're sitting in front of is made out of the desire, both uh, the desire of our Yeshiva to buy the table. The desire of the the someone who makes their living creating such, you know, tables like this creatively. The desire of those who work in metal and wood made the table. Everything is made of desire. Nothing is nothing but desire. I desired to teach this class, and I was at this. But I also desired to be with my family at the zoo. So I drove my family to the zoo, which is about as far away as you can possibly get in Jerusalem from this class. And I left the zoo at 10 to 3. And I got here at 3.18. Physically, probably, should be impossible. But my desire was strong. And (laughs) and so I was eight minutes late. I apologize. Thank God I looked at my watch, because I was the one buying the tickets. And I just went like... (laughs) And to my oldest daughter, Nehemiah, I'm like, you're buying the tickets. Bye. And I just ran out of that. I'm going back after class. Anyway, desire is what makes everything, everything. These cell phones, people wanted quicker communication, more convenience, more fictivity. Eventually, you have cell phones. Everything comes from desire. So let's take a moment. Let's all close our eyes for a moment. Without any of the details, how you're going to do this is irrelevant right now. That you're going to do it. Or sorry, we're only on that you're desiring it. So I'm going to close your eyes a moment. I'm closing mine too. I can feel someone's eyes are still open, so please close your eyes. And just take a moment and think, what do you want for your health? We're just talking about physical health those who came late. What do you want for physical health and well-being? So envision, not envision, just what do you want? What do you want with your immune system? What's your ideal weight? What's your ideal flexibility, coordination, digestion, complexion, breathing? What do you want? And now take a deep breath, and as you release the air, you'll say perfect health. Inhale. Perfect health. Opening up your eyes. Right. Now some of you are thinking perfect hell like that's pushing Perfect Hell. How am I gonna have perfect health? Well that's what a mashugame you are. That's how crazy you are. Not you. That's how crazy you are. Every single fish <coughs> plant. Welcome to Table Fur two, right over here. will be you. are crazy. Could you live in perfect health? Perfect health. Perfect posture, perfect weight, perfect coordination, perfect immune system, perfect everything. Could you? No, I don't do so. He's crazy. Tell me, he's crazy. One, two, three. You're crazy. Every plant... Every fish, every bird, and every animal, every reptile on this planet, and there are a lot more of them than there are of us, including all the insects, are living in perfect health. At their ideal weight, their body is functioning in its most ideal form all the time. (coughs) What's wrong with us? (laughs) What's wrong with dodo? Or, you know, we're all done. By the way, you get what's going on here? Like, we're, we're really crazy that we think that it's normal not to be in perfect health when we're living in an ecosystem where every single being in the entire ecosystem, with the exception of human beings, are in perfect health. you Get that? So, what we just did was a bit of a meditation on desire. But how are you supposed to have a pure desire of perfect health when you don't believe it's coming to? You get that? Like, how are you supposed to really get a solid meditation on perfect health if you don't really believe you could ever achieve it? But you're built for it. You're really built for it. And everything we do against it is sabotage. So human beings are whack. That's why I was saying you're crazy. I'm sorry I pointed to you. We're all crazy. We're all crazy. Even today, I probably ate something crazy. What did I eat today? Nothing. That's crazy. You got to eat just kidding, I ate something. I ate like superfood, like raw Powerball type stuff. Uh, I must have eaten something else. I feel like someone made me food. Oh, my wife. Oh, she also made me perfect food. Never mind. I've so far been sane all day with my food intake. Now, the. I just feel like I ate something else. Oh, yeah, an apple. Raise your hand if you've eaten perfectly today. Uh, raise your hand if you've stretched today already. You're doing good so far. Stretch. So the first step is desire, but of course we do have to handle. And you, you know, we're not going to do it right now. Normally I take the class on psycho thrillers on why we're so dysfunctional. Not today. It's like, I'm losing patience on. On ranting about how dysfunctional human beings are, so we're not going to do that today. So the first one was desire. Perfect health. Got it. Perfect health. Step two is is vision. Vision. What's it going to take? Now I don't want the details again. I just want the vision of your health. So everybody, close your eyes again. Breathing. breathe, Okay. And get that vision going of your perfect health. See yourself looking in a full-length mirror one year from now. You haven't caught a cold in a year. Your spine is aligned. curvatures exactly where they belong. You're at your ideal weight. Digestion's working perfectly, taking in the right amount of oxygen, eating the right kinds of foods. See yourself there. Muscles properly you know, space throughout the body, the muscles for what it takes, stamina, you can do high level of output for long periods of time, great stamina. You are a mean, lean fighting machine. The organism called your body is right in the zone. Balance, flexibility, you can bend straight over and put your hands on the ground without bending your knees. And you're so appreciating this experience that you're, that veering from this lifestyle is, is a joke. It's no longer relevant. This is not something you're willing to sabotage. Doesn't mean you won't enjoy Ashkenazi food on Shabbos, but you'll probably be cleansing on Sundays. Okay, we're going to take a deep breath, and we're as we release, we're going to say "perfect health." Inhale, perfect. Okay, open your eyes. Okay, so that's vision. So so far, we got desire, and then vision. Right, nothing's going to happen without desire. If you don't have the desire of something, you never get anywhere. Vision is also super important because you got to start with the end in mind. Right? You know, we're going to re-engineer that. We're going to, you know, reverse engineer what we just looked at in the mirror. You know, however we saw ourselves, now we got to reverse engineer it so that we can get there. Now in Kabbalah, the first one's called Keter, that's the desire. The second one's called Chokmah is the vision. And the third one is called, that's where we're going now. Now it's the reverse engineer time. How are we going to get there? What are the details that you're going to have to do to get there? And that's, that's the actual breakdown. It's called in Hebrew Bina, and it is the analytical stage. Now we've got to do analysis. What we got to change? What do we got to change? So what we're going to do now is uh, do a bit of a... Do you mind sitting up here? You can meet with this guy and you'll talk together. We're going to talk a little bit to the person next to us. Do um, you mind sitting next to this dude in the middle? And you two ladies, maybe you'll turn around. Um, I'll talk to you guys, sir. The um, What we're going to do is talk to whoever's next to us about... Um, everyone will speak for like a minute or two. Uh, just about what it, what it's going to take what is it going to take what's what kind of things got to change here so that you can reverse engineer that vision of perfect health you got to reverse engineer it now and then build your way to it so um let's begin the person with the shorter hair will start and uh okay. and then the person with the longer hair will go and uh so, just discuss a few of those items. Good to write them down as well. I'll work with Ezra online here. Okay, uh, Ezra. What's that? You have the shirt. Wait,
1: do
0: you have the shirt on there? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to go i uh, I'll go first. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, you got me and Ezra here. Hey, R.A. Adler's watching. That's so cool. <laughs> What's up, Shimon Gingold? <laughs> Stephen Bram? No way. <laughs> I wish I knew who was watching these each time. Uh, okay, so here we go. Okay. Um, what I would have to change up to get to perfect no, you- He's working? You can start first if you No, no, don't listen to me. What I would have to... You guys work together, okay? First say hi to... Hi to Say camera. hi the Say hi. Whoops. <laughs> Say hi, guys.
1: Turn around, too.
0: <laughs> here's everybody working together. Father and son over here. Father, first time in Israel from Miami. A vision of health. Okay, so I'm working with Ezra. Over here. Ezra Epstein. Say hi, Ezra. Hi. So, um, what I could work on, what I what I plan to work on is um, is proper curvature in my neck. My neck, my head shoots a little forward, so I want to get that curve in my neck. And uh, to get there, I'm gonna do I'm gonna lean my head up on a roll. You can roll a towel, you know, based on each person's neck. You can roll, do a little towel roll, and you sit, lay down on your back a few minutes, and let that space get filled in. Okay. Okay. Probably a good thing for you as well. <laughs> and, uh, although yours curves way in, you, you need to do the opposite. And uh, and then I think my my I've been be working on some curve in my low back that that my lumbar goes in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um i'm really when it comes to this i'm I'm doing pretty good right now what do you got
1: i got main thing is sleep i want to be fully awake 24 7 like you know the feeling you get after a nap (laughs) like it feels really good so i want to have that all the time
0: to always feel that feeling
1: post-nap feeling all the time Uh so
0: solid energy yeah so what are you going to do to get that
1: so now we're
0: engineering. I it. have
1: to figure out if I need seven hours of sleep or eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Seven's gonna be the minimum, it's gonna be the maximum. So that means um I have to be in bed phone off at eleven mm-hmm. and asleep at eleven fifteen. Um every night. So I'm doing pretty good with that the last week. Okay. Uh Food, I'm doing pretty good. It's kind of it's kind of hard to I mean, healthy. You, were, and, you
0: and I were speaking the other day. Where you were popping slices of ch- white cheese.
1: Yeah, that's healthy. Not for you. Why not?
0: It's too, too yin for you. What do you mean? Milk products, like processed milk products like that are too yin. They're too, um, I don't know how to say it. It's not yin grounded. It's not grounded. You need more grounding. A lot more grounding. Need
1: more, like carbs
0: maybe more carbs and uh, and if you're going to eat protein it should be maybe animal or fish protein rather than milk milk's very uh, kind of high in the sky
1: okay I was reading about this
0: yeah you need a little more grounding
1: okay I mean I'm so just I would stay away from I would do less dairy it's impossible in yeshiva it's impossible but I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna eat less um
0: what really uh, <laughs> um, it's, yeah, we're we're going to bring it back to the crowd for this guy's too boring. He's going to eat less. Okay, switching it off. No, I'm, do, I'm doing good with food.
1: Yeah, I'm doing good with
0: food.
1: I feel good about
0: food right now. What if I record from this camera? And it's a little less quality, but let's see if that works. So then I can see the comments. That might be cool. Okay, hooking this camera back up. Wow, that'd be cool if I can see the messages all right okay please congratulate the person who just shared shared their life with you a little bit thank thanks for sharing thanks for listening oh wait you can see the clip a little bit I'm sorry then I can't see the comments I really want to see the comments uh, I'm gonna hit the volume button okay we're back Okay, never mind. I won't see the comments. Hey, Benjamin, what's up? All my friends, Yochanan. This whole time I've got like dear students commenting, <laughs> and I never get to see them and give them a shout out. And I, this isn't going to be it. That's not going to change too, because now the clip's right in the way. Never mind. I'm just flipping it. What? From the whole stand. Yeah? Oh my gosh. You guys are geniuses. Who knew? <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, we're blessed to have you too, Johann. It's not like I'm gonna be able to see it from over here. <laughs> Can I? Barely. Okay, maybe a we'll couple. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Anyone want to share something they're taking on? Like, just one thing. Just one thing. Yeah. I want to eat more salads. (laughs) More salads. Amazing. Okay, great. Uh, What do you got? Exercise in the morning. Are you going to do some morning exercise? I would start very little in the morning, like 10 minutes max. Just get yourself started. I stretch for 10 minutes. Anyone else?
1: Water with lemon and canned pepper
0: whoa you're going to do that people use that for fasting
1: yeah but also what, for losing weight because the paper actually increasing the uh, digestion
0: uh-huh, the, uh-huh. the
1: blood uh, circle
0: uh-huh.
1: and lemon will in the
0: body so it's good cool I'm taking I just started a new food called uh, har- haritake powder have you heard of this from <laughs> India <laughs> what is that I don't know but I'm really <laughs> I'm really high though <laughs> pretty strange. I mean, you, you take it for bedtime and you're just kind of high throughout the day. So, I think your
1: phone
0: right? Did I do something wrong? Oh, yeah. Overly grounded and, uh, you know, they're feeling kind of dead inside. And so this stuff really like broadens your consciousness. But I think my consciousness is generally as broad as it should be. And so I'll take it a few more days to see if like my brain just starts falling out. So... Um, let's keep moving we're going to do um, the next one so what do we got so far we got desire that's Ketter, we got Chokhmah what's your vision we got Bino which is to reverse engineer to get to your vision what are the details you're going to need to get there and now we're moving into into Das Das is having a real plan I don't think we're going to do that right now but uh, Das is having an actual plan so you all mentioned stuff you're going to do but we're talking about DOS is the blueprint, the implementation of the blueprint. I Meaning, you know what you need to do more or less. But but Das is is the fourth thing now. Is what's the plan? Where are you going to fit this in? What's the schedule? Do you need a trainer at some point? You know, are you going to need? Uh, are there phone calls you're going to need to make? Is there a, a space in your schedule you're going to have to create? Um, are you going to have to adjust your your life based on new sleeping habits, so so that's das. Das is the blueprint of the actual plan you're going to do. The next attribute, which is uh, which is chesed, is is to flow into the plan. Chesed means flow, and now uh, now that we're talking about your physical well being, it means to to jump into it. You got to jump in and get busy with it. Now, the next attribute is gavura, and that is to realize there's other people in the world. You're not the only person on earth. You know, I know certain people who are totally out of control with their body and their health that I'll be telling the guy, like, you know, can we talk? Like, I need to talk to you. And the guy's like, I'm on my way to the gym. And I'm like, great. Can you take 15 minutes out of that time? Because it's really important. And he's like, no, 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 nothing gets in the way of the gym. And so he's totally out of balance, you get that? Because he's so gung-ho about his plans that he doesn't know how to deal with someone throwing a wrench in his plans. And this works out in character types too. Um, people who are more uh, structure-oriented, don't like new ideas, going, new uh, things happening in their plans, and people who are more floor-oriented, floor-oriented actually appreciate when there's you know a change-up in, in the plans. Um, it's harder for a lot of us. Uh, by the way, who, the, who are my flow people? Who are the structure people? Raise your hand if you're more of the flow type. Okay. And the more structure types, raise your hand. So this plan that we all have to carry out for the structured people, it'll go a lot easier. For the flow masters, you know who you are. it's hard to keep those plans. It's hard to keep them going. And so given the fact that, that flow masters have a rougher time keeping a plan, you know, in execution, so we have to back it up. We need something to back it up. We need some kind of safety net that makes sure that we're fulfilling our, our plans. Or else, you know, we'll wind up dropping it. We'll get sidetracked. We'll wind up doing something else. So for us flowmeisters, everyone just take a moment and think about some way to safeguard that you implement your well-being, your health and well-being, your physical well-being. What kind, what, what kind of safeguard anyone can think of something some kind of safety mechanism to make sure you do it yeah
1: using like to change uh, clothing size
0: it doesn't fit make it fit mm, uh, so so that was meaning if if you're getting bigger
1: than you want to or smaller
0: bigger or smaller, smaller as you keep going through uh, I'm not buying new clothes that's a good rule Wow, can you imagine that's pretty cool. What's that? <laughs> Save a lot of money. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Cool. Anyone else? Any other good ideas? what keep it? How do you do the scheduling? Meaning for people who blow off schedule a lot, can, I mean they're not good at consistent schedule. What can you? What can you do to safeguard it to make sure you keep this going? Maybe like alarms on the phone or something. Yeah, I find that very helpful. Um, it's also obviously very easy to turn off the alarm, but but uh, it does it is helpful for me to to get that little reminder on my phone about something I do consistently. Uh, what do you got? Write
1: it
0: right down. Write it down. That would help you.
1: Yeah.
0: That, that it's all written out? Yeah. Okay. Um, some people would be. Some people like to use their fear of people. Um, sometimes you need a fear of something that to help you. So fear of people sometimes helps. Meaning. Meaning, announce it to a lot of people. <laughs> Let everyone know your new plan for your life, so that you're just kind of like going to be mortally embarrassed if you don't fulfill it. You know, if you don't pull it off. So that might be good too for some people if embarrassment would help. So tell a lot of people what you're going to be up to. Um, I'll give you another trick. It's not good for everybody, but it's kind of and it's kind of a hypocrisy. Is um, is preach it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: preach whatever you want. Preach it. You'll notice in general, like rabbis and other people, they generally speak about the stuff they're working on. <laughs> you know, if you want to know what a rabbi's working on, you know, it may not be every day, but if you hear his uh, themes enough, you know, if you hear them speak enough times, you'll start to notice the themes, and that's where that's where he's working. So preach it. Preach it, because no one likes to be a hypocrite. And so if you're preaching it, you're probably going to have to live it just to save face a little bit. So so preach it. What about vision boards? Vision boards, yeah, very nice. Vision boards, like, and there you can get creative, right? Cutouts yeah. and pictures. And like a uh, good friend of mine was like, he does that and he would also explain like when you, when you say loud. Like what you like. Instead of saying I want to be successful, you say I am successful. And when you bring that out into the world by saying that I am this, I am that, I am healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, then that becomes your reality. Very nice, very nice. And and when it comes to when it comes to diet, guys, what do we keep ourselves from cheating on that? So I have one trick. I have one trick for cheating on diet, and that is um, that if you ever cheat on diet. And this goes for a lot of things that are addictive, is what happens is when we blow something that's addictive, we generally stay in the rut. You know, when, you'll notice you I'll meet someone who did something really stupid. I'm a rabbi, so I'm dealing with people who did things stupid spiritually, meaning they completely corrupted themselves, you know, on one drunk night. And they but the thing is they stay down. It's like when you're a boxer and you get knocked to the mat, you get up. Don't stay down there because because they're going to start counting. You got to get up. And so when I fall, I rise. So any you have to get used to the fact that falling doesn't mean you're dead. It just means you rise. And that's why it says, "Sadikipol sheva v'kam." Um, yeah, that the that the righteous person falls seven times and gets up. Yeah, we get up. So we have a special song for this. Shall we sing it? When I fall, I rise. 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 rise. Everybody, at least the men, let's go. When I fall. (laughs) I rise, when I fall, let's hear it boys, I rise, come on you from Brooklyn, when I fall, I rise, I'm not going to stop, everyone's going, when I fall, I rise, when I fall, I rise, okay that's how it works, so they, so a lot of people fall and they're just down, how many times have I had someone finally crawl their way up to me to say, like, Rabbi, I'm in a terrible rut and I've done X, Y, Z? Like, how did you, you manage to do all that stuff? There's so many things you did wrong in like a month. And they're like, oh, well, it all started with this one night. <laughs> and I'm
1: like,
0: why did you just, I mean, in the morning, they don't say we get up for nothing. In the morning, you rise. We rise in the morning. In the morning, you get up. And so, anytime you fall, just use the terms of the morning. We get up, we rise, we fall, we rise. And can you imagine, like, hey, you guys have parallel parked before? You ever hit the bumper of the car behind you? <laughs> this lady once came out in West LA yelling at me for hitting her bumper. I'm like, why do you think it's called a bumper? <laughs> You know, it's for bumping. <laughs> and I didn't hurt your bumper. Okay? It's a bumper. Your bumper looks good. My bumper looks good. We're all good. You know? I mean, I apologized, but she wasn't getting off it. So I define. I decided finally to define the word bumper. Okay, they're for bumping. You know? and the anyway. So, but can you imagine like pulling up on a lady's bumper and you're like, you just like you land on her bumper and you're like, oh, I guess I'm here and you put the car in park. <laughs> lady comes running out you hit my bumper you're like what she brings you back there and you're still on it and you're like yeah, I guess so <laughs> yeah, there's no space between them they're definitely on yeah. you never do that when you hit someone's bumper what do you do first quickly look around <laughs> hope nobody saw her. especially the car owner. and then you pull off when you fall you huh you rise. That's the way we you know, we treat life. And you should know, God planned the fall. That's why whenever we do Teshuvah, we always say Hashem's name twice: Hashem, Hashem. Kel b'achum Why do we say Hashem's name twice? It's the name of God being outside of space and time. Yud hay and was, is, and will be. Hayah hoveh yeh was, is, will be. Hashem was before you did the thing. Hashem the one who orchestrated the, the the sin for you. He set it up. Now, you had free will. You could have made the right choice. You should have made the right choice. But he's also Hashem afterwards when you come back to him. The same God who set up the circumstances that had you make the wrong move is the same God who's there to pick up the pieces when you try to come back. And you can't shock God. It's not like when you do something wrong, God's like, oh. Go. <laughs> I, just, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. How could you have done it? (laughs) God doesn't do that. God's in everything. There's nothing outside of God. This This is a projection, a physical hologram you're in, being projected by God. He set it all up. Now, you were supposed to make the right choice. You have choice. You could have made the right choice. You should have made the right choice. But God, who set up the circumstances, is there to pick up the pieces if you didn't make the right choice. Because there's no such thing as falling from grace. We're all in this to to win it. Now, you have something called the Yetzahara that gets you to do stupid stuff. Especially today we're talking about health and, you know, it gets you there too. We all have something called the Yetzahara. But your Yetzahara, which is called in Hebrew the evil inclination, let's say Yetzah means inclination, And the Yitzahara means the evil inclination. And you also have the Yitzahatov is the good inclination. But that Yitzahara, your evil inclination, is your best friend. It's your best friend. Anyone ever tell you Yitzahara is your best friend? You know why it's your best friend? Because there's... Doing the right thing is the most natural thing in the world. It's like not cut your own big toe off. Like, doing the right thing is a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So what did God do? He put in the mix a desire for the wrong things so that you can actually earn reward. So your Yetzah your to doesn't give you reward. Your Yetzahara gives you reward. Because when you are able to rise to the occasion of doing the right thing, when you're being drawn towards the wrong thing, when you make that move, that's the money in the bank. There's no money in the bank for you doing the right thing necessarily unless you had an inclination to do the wrong thing. You know, And you'll notice, by the way, you'll get past certain things like they're no longer, they don't draw you anymore. Certain things like you've kind of been there, done that, it's not your thing anymore. So, so you've lost your ability to really earn reward there. You now have new things to work on that are where you're getting hit. Wherever you're getting hit... And you get hit in different coordinates, too. For example, whatever hit you yesterday, you think the Yadzahar is stupid enough to hit you there today, he's got a new coordinate. He's, got, he's the master of coordinates. So you think you got the Yadzahar all beat because you succeeded in the last couple of days. He's got new coordinates. Sometimes his coordinates are just on eco, just to try to get you to pat yourself on the back a little too much. How does it work if it's something that you constantly do, if you Like If you, like, say you overcome that situation... Yeah, but then like say the next day he gets you with the same situation what does, does that mean? in <laughs> the same situation. same situation so that's a gift from God Okay. Rambam says if you ever get the same situation over again and you won the last time it's, it's, um, it's to make yourself into a new category of life called the bal Tshuva Gamor he says anyone who does Tshuva for doing something wrong is called a bal Tshuva but he says there's another category that's called the Baal Teshuvah Gamor. A full Baal Teshuvah. What's the full Bal Teshuvah? Someone who had the same circumstance repeat themselves, and he succeeds. It's just God giving you a little a freebie. A freebie gift to be a Baal Teshuvah Gamor. Repeat circumstances, and you, you win. What happens if, sorry, it's the same, he challenges you with, you had a situation on Monday. Yeah. And... Fail, all right, yes. Yeah, big stuff. fail Monday. Big fail Monday, yeah. <coughs> and then Tuesday comes around, same situation, right? But you you, you overcome it. it. But you That's, that's Balchuba. Okay, that's Balchuba. And now, if you get the the same circumstance again, and then you overcome it. Now you're Balchuba Gummer. Okay. okay. Um I remember once. Uh, I remember once. I think I'd been. I don't know, like slaughtering my Yitzhak. I think I'd, like, slaughtered it completely. So, so there was, like, nothing left in my itzahar to hard do anything. So what did it do? It got me to do the funniest thing. I went into the Tor Beit Midrash, like, the main study hall. And I went up to every rabbi in the study hall and asked him what I can do to work on humility. <laughs> <laughs> and so every rabbi said, well, you could, you could do this, you could do that. Whenever they gave me their advice, <laughs> you know, I, I perfectly made sure everyone knew I was working on myself over there. <laughs> I was so young and dumb at that point I was like I was a punk you know I was like I don't know how old I was I was like young, young 20s this when you start had the dreads it was a little after the dreads so now um, so we got desire we know what we want we got vision we see it we got Details. The so reverse engineering to, to achieve it. We've got a, pl- a plan, which we didn't do together. But we got to make a plan. You got to have a plan. No plan, you, you're not going to get it. Next is Chesed. We got to go do it. Next is Gufor. We got to balance. Meaning, we got to limit what we're doing because because uh, there's other people in the world. There's there's schedule anomalies that happen, and you got to deal with those things. So so you can't just be so set on your plan that you become. Uh, uh, um, uh, what's the word for it? intolerant of, of God's will as it comes up. It was, God changes things up for us all the time. And uh, the next is the attribute uh, it's called T-Ferris, that's this week's attribute. And that is to really have it have it balanced. Really have your life balanced out. That's going to take time to get your life balanced out to where you've got the structure all taken care of and you've got the flow of life also taken care of, meaning you're really doing the structure and the balance, you got everything cool, that's called T-Ferris. And doing that for your health, which you should be doing this week, if anyone wants to think health this week, is to, um, if I were you, I'd map out your week and just uh, give you an example. Um, Let's say say, um, protein, animal protein. My suggestion, and everyone's different but my suggestion is for the average person animal protein which takes a lot more energy to digest than uh, any other foods is to not have it more than once every 24 hours so you're given your digestion, uh, your digestion apparently takes more energy than most uh, functions in your body and so you're kind of wiping yourself out to go for animal protein and so I figure taxing your energy level with animal protein shouldn't be more than once every 24 hours. Now, some of you might've grown up in America where like they have sausage for breakfast and then uh, a burger for lunch and then chicken for dinner. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. We don't grow wings and, you know, <laughs> and hooves, you know, eating all that stuff. But in Israel, we eat a lot more. Our diet's much more based on fresh produce and stuff like that. We're eating much more raw food here and fresher food and, and uh, a lot less uh, animal proteins. Uh, it's a big fish culture too. A lot of fish. I had, a, I had fish today for lunch, and the and so. But again, that's my animal protein. And I and I thought. You know, my wife said, "You want some fish?" So when's the last time I had animal protein? Fish is easier anyway for digestion. But thought about it. I said, "Okay." I had a piece of meat with the chont yesterday. Shabbos lunch. The piece of meat was probably, without exaggeration, was probably that big. And it was like, I told my child who put it in front of me, I said, because she had the bowl there and she was serving me, and I said, I'll have that piece. She's like, that's all you're going to have? And I'm like, I'm just going to become fleshig in honor of Shabbos. Meaning it was the smallest piece of meat. It was just to become fleshig in honor of the Shabbos, because you're supposed to eat meat on Shabbos. So I I became fleshy. Now, if you're wondering why I didn't eat more, it wasn't for health. It was only for health purposes. It was because we had a giant salad course. You know what I'm talking about? When you ever had an Israeli giant salad course at a Shabbos meal and then the main course comes, you're just like, you're like, you 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 just can't eat, but you do anyway. (laughs) So I don't. (laughs) That's the end of it. If I have a giant salad course, I'm done. You know, I'll eat a little of this, a little of that and I skipped dessert cuz I was full. And, but I munched a bit after after my shloof. Now, that's the balance. And this week we want to work on that balance of just asking ourselves questions. We're just got to ask a lot of questions. Where am I at? You come to an elevator and a staircase and you ask yourself, have I done some physical exercise in the last 24 hours? If the answer is no, you're on the stairs. If the answer is yes, take the elevator. Or do the stairs again. But but to not ask is not balanced. You gotta ask yourself where, where where are you at on that? You know, where are you at on that subject of, of you're just exp- expending energy? You know, are you constantly on a on a wheeled device like a car or bus, taxis? Or are you on a bike and you're burning calories and Moving your body, moving your muscles and stuff. Okay, um, that's balanced. The next is called Netzach, and Netzach. Whoa, it's four ten. What happened to Nekamar? Oh, who's Ellis. on next? I feel so bad. Avellis himself. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'll will just conclude it really quick. The next is uh, is called Netzach, and that's to do this for years and years and years and years. The next is hoed, is to keep yourself from getting distracted. Keep yourself from getting distracted. And you're going to keep it up for years, but you're also going to keep distractions out from stopping you. And then the next is called You Yesod sewed. You sewed is um, is just to, in this case for the well-being, is just to make sure everything is, uh, make sure you don't have something coming up constantly. You guys ever notice like you've got a pretty good plan, but something always comes up? So you preempt the something comes up, preempt those somethings that come up, and get ready for something to come up, so that you don't constantly wind up not taking care of your body. And then, uh, and, uh, and that would be, for example, let's say you need to get to the gym, but you know it's going to require some logistics for your day. How many people in this room would it just kind of flow, kind of flow into the day? But notice, time after time, you didn't get to the gym because you never quite nailed it down how you how you're going to make that happen. So that's called you sowed is the is that the attribute of sewed is the uh, USB cable interface of you getting to the gym. You got to get there. And since you left in the morning without actually nailing it down how you were going to make that happen, you kept it nebulous. Well, it stays nebulous, and you wind up not getting there. And you're going to bed that night realizing you didn't get to the gym, even though you had every intention to get to the gym. So you got to have that USB cable plan there for, for uh, execution, you know, to make it happen. And then the final is called Malchus, and, that's, and that was really the f- vision we had, was that you were envisioning, that's Malchus, is that you go to bed each night with this great feeling in your heart of, like, I'm on a path of, of uh, being and having the organism that houses my soul... To be at peace with my, my soul. It's my car runs quiet. You know, are you gonna are you would you appreciate a road trip in a 30-year-old car where you have no idea if you're gonna make it? You're gonna enjoy the scenery, you're gonna enjoy the music, you're gonna enjoy the clouds, formations, and the fields and the mountains. No. You're gonna spend the entire trip just going, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. But if you didn't but if you did in a brand new car, that's just like, you know, it's, you get the car. It's got like 20 miles on it. It's brand new. And it's crispy and it smells nice. And it's just, it's going to be silent all the way on your road trip. You realize the car disappears and you're just purely in this. You're in that scenery. You're in the music cranking on the stereo. So that's our body. If our body's a lean, mean fight machine, if your body's in great shape, you're, it's quiet and your soul glows. If your body, on the other hand, is bothering you, it has a very loud voice and it has a way of kind of consuming the soul to the point where you don't even hear your soul anymore. All you hear is aches, pains and stiffness and, and heaviness and, and lethargy. And so what happens, the body's speaking and the soul's getting muffled by the body's noise. When you're really in top shape physically, your body shuts up and your soul turns up its volume. When we're not in great shape, the body's got a lot to say. The soul gets eclipsed in its, in its noise. Shalom, everyone. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.